Hello and welcome to the fourth officials podcast. I am your host Tom Miller here with Manchester City fan James Lewis and Arsenal fan Ken Lee. Guys, we had spring break. Um, We decided to take a couple weeks off because no one cares about the FA Cup or the stupid internationals um or like you know COVID hotspot internationals obviously COVID hotspot injury hotspot like Lewandowski now out for the next four weeks gonna miss both Champions League games against PSG and probably doesn't break Gerd Mueller's record in the Bundesliga so that's how fun the international breaks are I think we should have more more international breaks uh set up a a hokey kind of league and make it like an international league I think they they already did they already did that oh they did um yeah but Uh, just don't invite England so then, none of our we don't have to worry about any of our players getting really. Yeah. Well, that's not true. Actually, none of none of you. My players play for England. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not true. Stones and and Sterling played Stones, all right. Sterling and Foden. On yeah, they, that's that's three starters. True, actually, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can't believe I'm saying that. At Manchester Walk it back. City. Walk it back now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's as much the time as I'm going to spend on the international break. Um, I want to talk about the games this weekend. Okay. I want to talk about. Basically, the, the it's really about fourth place. I, third place is in play, um, but I think it's mainly about fourth place. I think you guys will agree with that. And I also want to talk about ridiculous transfer rumors. I've been thinking about it for a while, and I haven't really discussed it with you guys yet, but I'm really thinking about doing a series in the summer. Um, we can mix in some Euro stuff. We might do Euro anyways. Uh, but I want to do transfer talk in the summer because I think that with Twitter, it seems like transfers have become even more ridiculous with the rumor mill and everything. Well, now um, we get, cause now we, not only is it like transfer rumors, you start hearing leaked details about player and agent demands and it just yes. creates a whole new level of ridiculousness for it. Yes. Yes. And, and it's totally intentional, but we'll get into that towards the end. Obviously Holland going on, uh, Holland's agent, and his dad going on a tour, a very public tour of the biggest clubs in the world, letting everybody know that they're they're trying to decide where they're going to go and all that stuff. So we'll talk about that. But let's start with the Premier League weekend. Um, I don't know about you guys, but basically it was two weeks without the Prem. Terrible. Just like so boring. And I mean, thankfully we have the Orioles, obviously. But we really only had the Orioles for a few days, you know. We, we, yeah, and we're banned from talking about the Orioles on this podcast oh, because then that. it would immediately become a baseball podcast. <laughs> no, there are no baseball Thomas podcasts. Thomas tried uh, several times <laughs> to turn this into a baseball podcast. I have. I apologize. Uh, 3-0 um, as we of we're not. time today. I'm hey, let it out. go. Let it go. <laughs> All right, so Chelsea 2, West Brom 5. To me, that is the biggest game of the weekend, the biggest result of the weekend yes. anyway. Um and I think it is because they were floating on a cloud that you knew they were go- not going to be able to sustain. And leave it to West Brom and Big Sam and his big, big head big <laughs> to break the uh, balloon that they were floating in. Um, oh, my God. The Chelsea supporters had almost become as intolerable as the Liverpool supporters. Yeah. the, the stuff Used on, to be. As they, as, yeah, you know, they used to be. It's, it was so weird during the break because they were on high after winning their last match. Um, and they, I mean, you just saw it all from Chelsea fans. You saw Reese James, best right back in the league, 
So, I mean, people were talking about like Jorginho being good. It was a really <laughs> weird break. Like yeah, everybody, like, it, it like, doesn't matter. Sudden, it doesn't matter that Werner isn't scoring goals because our team supported him and we're winning. Yeah, and and you know, Werner had another monster miss. Oh my god! On this the break, one of the this was Sterling esque. I, I had well, he's had two. He had the ger- one for Germany, and then he had the one in the Chelsea match. Yeah. Um, he just like. I don't know if I've seen a, a forward in this bad of form. I think Fernando Torres for Chelsea. Um, probably, you're probably right. And it's very similar. And he missed he missed the, that famous chance against uh, United, didn't he? Yes. He rounded the keeper. Yes. Was, I think you, you don't see uh, a striker with absolutely no confidence. You've seen strikers with, with dwindling confidence mm-hmm. or low confidence. But Werner's on the six in this game, and he passes. He, yeah. he he rather he assisted rather than scored. He wasn't even looking to shoot. Yeah. Um. I mean, th- they can say what they want, but that that's a, you don't need a five-two loss to hone it in. I mean, maybe you need it to like, a clear realization, but that guy can't score. Yeah. He still has the lowest conversion rate in the Premier League. Him and Firmino. It's a big are problem. Battling it out uh, right around the nine to eight percent range. Um, I would say that Firmino doesn't get the the opportunities like Werner seems to his movement seems to be phenomenal he's on the end of balls that are one-on-nones almost every single time and now he's at a point like uh Ken said where he's just terrified he's absolutely terrified of shooting on frame um he he doesn't have any idea he what he wants to do so now he's just passing um which you know maybe he'll be a great assister this is one of those times where you're like yeah that guy needs a sports therapist he yeah. needs somebody to come in and talk to him because it's it's in his head. It's his head. Yeah. Um, Pulisic does score in this one, um, opens the scoring, and you would like to say that we would like to make the argument as United States national team fans that Pulisic should get the time. He played really well in the international break. He's rounding into form, and then at halftime takes five steps out of the dugout and immediately turns around and says my hamstring hurts and i yeah, can't play yeah he did play. like a 10 yard sprint to a cone not even yeah. a sprint just no like it's a like a half jog. jog yep turn around walked right off that's scary for us yeah i don't like it yeah it's 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 rough uh but i mean it wouldn't have mattered uh tiago silva gets a, a double yellow in this one it's double yellow <laughs> right yeah double it was yellow. a double yellow but it was uh, arguably. I mean, I think that first tackle he was saved by the referee. That you could have given a red for that. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I was thinking. That's why I had red card in my head, uh, because I know he made a horrific tackle. It's interesting because he's been in and out of the lineup uh, with injuries and stuff like that on Chelsea's good run. Um, and then obviously, if you get a red card in the 27th minute, you're going to hurt your team. But also interesting that I mean, Chelsea got walloped. I mean, there were some worldy goals in there by West Brom. By oh the my way. God, it was amazing. <laughs> I, there's some there. You know, I'll I'll have to we'll have to pull out some fun stats because we don't have Pete here with us tonight. But uh, I think that thirty percent of West Brom's goals have come against Chelsea. Oh yeah, this season. Oh yeah, they have what yes. seven? Seven of their twenty-four. Eight? They have eight. Eight of their twenty-four. Eight of their twenty-four. Yes, yeah, and. 30%. And, um, That's fantastic. Yeah, Caleb, all of Caleb Robinson's. Yeah, have all come. of his goals. He, I think he has five goals in the season, and all of them have come against Chelsea. Yeah. yeah so, um, I mean, what, what else can you say? It, it, it's very interesting to me that 
they didn't have a plan B. And you could say that maybe they don't have a plan B because they've been winning. You know, you can play that. Uh, what are we calling it, guys? You're calling it like a four, five, one, five, five three, two. two. Three, three, six, one is kind of how I see it. Because they really just have Werner yeah. out there. That's a striker, okay. right? Okay, yeah. No, I okay. Mean, Their yeah. wing backs drop back to a five. Yeah. Three, four, three, three, six, one, whatever, you know. Yeah. Three, but, five. I mean, they've been able to do that, and it yeah. just seemed like, oh, my. Like, once the plan is abandoned, they, they kind of ran out of steam. But it is worth noting that West Brom scored some pretty phenomenal goals in this one. Um, they're still not going to get – they're not going to stay up. We can agree on with that, right? West uh, Brom. Well, it's a, it's a high mountain to climb. Um, yeah. I mean – And they have a game in hand, but New, – Newcastle is actually, like, picking up points now. Yeah, well, like, like uh, last week or the, not last week, but last game week, and this one against Tottenham, they're they're not safe yet, but but yeah, um, Newcastle kind of making it seem like West Brom's got a mission impossible here. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a feel good win, but it is. I mean, they're they're eight points from safety, game in hand now. No, not against no, Newcastle. Not no, against not Newcastle. they began to handle full hand. Yeah, Showing but they're right. yeah they're eight points out from Newcastle, yeah. so I think yeah, I don't think they have a chance. Yeah, yeah. So West Brom, I mean, if you're Chelsea, it hurts a lot. Um, I mean, the thing is though, none of the teams behind them really picked up any points besides Liverpool, right? Uh, West Ham, West. Uh, that's not true. West Ham stole their uh, didn't steal their, their points, but yeah. they they eked it out at the end. Uh, Leicester lost to Man City. Uh, West Ham a huge three to two win. So West Ham is now in fourth place, uh, one point above Chelsea. And I'm interested to see how the Chelsea narrative on Twitter changes. It it really is like that too. You, you're in fourth place. You made a bunch of nice wins in a row. All of a sudden you get clocked. You allow five goals to West Brom and Big Sam, and people can turn pretty quickly. Well, it's gonna turn on Werner for sure because yeah. he was As brought in to score goals and. Everyone up till now has been, well, we don't need to score goals because we're not letting them in. Yeah. We're also yeah. not getting scored on. I mean, they had shutouts, tons of shutouts, and they were still winning these games off the backs of other goal scorers. But now you get walloped by you know, a, rele- a, a relegation-bound team, 5-2 to two, at home. No mm-hmm. fans. I know. We'll caveat it with no fans. Everyone mm-hmm. likes to say that now. No fans. But still at home. <laughs> so... It, you're going to start getting a lot of pressure on the, those high dollar transfers that have been brought in to to do nothing. I mean, they they sub them in. Yeah. Like they're not even starting them. Yeah, Havertz. Havertz. Like, yeah, yeah, another nothing game. Sub them in, sub them out. Like, I I don't know. I mean, they got like I said before, they got they're going to come out of this expensive problem. They're going to come out of this season. Players. They're going to come out of this season, and their the shining star of the season for them is going to be Mason Mount. Who was yeah. who was there the whole time, and they yeah. brought in how like you were saying how how much uh, attacking talent in here, uh, and it's Mason Mount that's basically pulling this team along. Yeah. And Alonzo, I'll go out and say it: Alonzo is the most active, exciting Chelsea player to watch right now. <laughs> that's gross. It's crazy well, how Conti too. Don't forget Conti. Yeah, I'm just well, saying Alonzo plays basically a wing back role, and he touched the ball in the box more than any of their strikers. Well, that's pathetic. Yeah. Well, he and you know he what's creates crazy? chances. You know what's crazy about Alonzo too? He how good he is as a wingback, like top tier wingback, mm-hmm. and how terrible he is as a left back. Yes. Yeah, he's a trash like, can left back. You tell him to play fifteen yards back in, mm-hmm. at left back, and he turns into a, a 
steam he's an pile enigma. of crap. Yeah. yeah. He, he, it's so wild watching that guy play in that role. Like that might be the, the single biggest like positive from Chelsea is is Alonzo and it's it's freaking I mean, crazy. Alonzo is like 32. I mean, I I'm I think that Mount is and I totally agree with what James said with Mason Mount being what he is now, which is a box to box midfielder who can do who can score and defend. Um what what happened with this season? Like what did you gain by spending 250 million? You you shored up your defending your goalkeeping position, I think. Um and what else happened? You sat Tam- Tammy Abraham who has a double the conversion rate of uh Werner at least and yeah. you you took a, a 22 year old English striker who helps you in a number of ways is, is an academy product and you replaced him yeah. with a trash can with a so yeah. a total um, butthole it's pretty amazing yeah yeah and i mean and so where's Tammy Abraham now he's behind Giroud in the pecking order too it's crazy well and you know we talk about this or we've talked about it in the past like that's one of the reasons that Frank got fired. It was mm-hmm. it was underperforming, but underperforming while not playing these stars. But what what do these why do these stars deserve to get played? Yeah. You like you can only I mean you've started you've started Werner now basically every game trying to play yeah. him back into form. And he has 5 goals. Trying to play him back into form and he is just it's not happening. Bench him. Yeah, I think that's what you're going to see now. I think this is the point in the season. You see it with United. You, you see it with United, though. Uh, Dean Henderson is starting every game for United at goalkeeper. Uh, De Gea opened the door a little bit. He went and took an extra long um, paternity leave, which, you know, I understand why you want to like have the paternity leave or whatever, but most guys in this kind of environment, they take a day, you know, when, when the child's born or two. And then they, they have to get back because they don't want to lose their spot. And De Gea, who was basically in the starting goalkeeping position because of his contract and because of what he's done with United, I mean, I think he basically lost it. And I think for the rest yeah. of the season, you're going to see these managers making these decisions. We're in April now where you're going to have guys that, hey, we gave you a nice long rope, but this all really matters. I think a, a big sign of where Chelsea's headed is going to be what they line up with against Porto, right? Well, yeah, no, I think uh, yes. Well, obviously they they have to put their best foot forward there because now that's, I mean, they're not in a position where they're like, okay, we're on the driver's seat for fourth place to get in the Champions no. League. They they're basically in a spot where they have to win the Champions League to stay in the Champions League. Is is what I think. They don't it's have close. an easy schedule. They don't have an easy schedule coming up. And, um, to your point, to your previous point, I mean, yes, I think other managers are going to be making those hard decisions because you you can't be relying on somebody that's not performing, but. Does Tuchel have that freedom? That's a great question. Does he have the freedom to actually play the players that, or at least bench the players that are showing that they're not good enough right now? Yeah, Will he down. bench Werner? Will he bench Zayic? I don't know. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. That's the big thing with Chelsea coming up. Um, I would say that they're probably about maybe 35% chance to finish in the Champions League spot, guys. What do you think, Ken? Uh, I mean, right now they're not. So I mean, there's not that many games left. I think 35 percent is probably about right. Yeah. Um. I mean, they. I think they almost have to to win out in the league, and that's going to be a, a very tough, they, tough hill to climb. They have a they a play hard. They schedule. have a very hard schedule. They play. They play West Ham, City, Arsenal, Leicester, and Villa. 
I think they have to win every one of those games because West Ham's playing crazy on the back of Jay Lanes. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I think that it's just going to be one of those things that's going to be hard. They might actually get pipped out of fourth by uh, the, the, the most the, uh, out of nowhere West Ham. West Ham has such an easier schedule, by the way. Once they get Leicester out of the way, they play Leicester next, then Newcastle. Then you know, then it's going to be the the most important game for them against Chelsea. But then it's Burnley, Everton, Brighton, West Brom, Southampton. It could end up West Ham. Chelsea might decide fourth. Yeah. Well, since we're since we're talking about fourth place, five thirty eight projections for teams uh, to make the UCL. United's at ninety seven percent. Leicester's at sixty five. Liverpool is at fifty five. <laughs> Chelsea is at thirty eight. West Ham twenty six. Tottenham seventeen. Liverpool at fifty five. Liverpool Oof. does have the easiest schedule, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, I don't know anymore. I mean, they they still have to play Villa, Leeds, they're, and you guys. They still have they to- were three points behind though, and their goal differential is nothing special. It's it's like the yeah. same as everybody else. Yeah, that's that's bizarre to me. I guess they also have Liverpool's team put, team rating extremely yeah. high still. Well, of course yeah. they do. But you know, going into that, you know, Tottenham's just going to drop off the a cliff right now because they can't. They can't hold a two-goal lead to save their lives. Yeah, that was bad. Um, I, I, I don't want to. I mean, I don't know. You're right. It's just it's just because they rate Liverpool so highly. The players. It is. They have, they have Liverpool still as the second best team in the league, um, in terms of ratings. And I I, I mean I think that's insane. I well, think now, it's insane. Uh, yeah. Well, now Trent Alexander-Arnold put a cross in that for an assist, so now he's the best right back in the world again. Yeah, he's back yeah, to he's back, yeah. back to his old yeah. self. Back to England. Yep. Back yeah. to everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah everything is right. Everything yeah. is right in the world. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, all right, all right. So Chelsea loses. I don't know if you guys caught that at the beginning. They lose five to two. They let up five goals at home. Um, the next losers. match, uh, <laughs> Liverpool three. Since we were talking about Liverpool, yeah. Arsenal zero. And I guess this is where the the springboard comes in. Um, this match, Liverpool played okay. Uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold had his best cross of the season. Um, excellent cross. Just back yep. to his, his usual self. Um, and I think the difference maker is Jota, right? Like, he yeah. was unbelievable Jota, in this one. Yes, and he is such an upgrade for them playing playing Jota. I mean, he, he came on as a sub. Yep. Uh, yeah, for, scored a goal for like, me. No, right? It was. Uh, was Hold it on, for Firmino? Yeah, I don't keep know. going. I'll get it for you. Well, he went into Firmino's position anyway. Yeah, and what? An, I mean, I can't. Yes, Firmino cannot be starting again now that Jota's back in in yes. to fitness. You cannot. Firmino cannot. Should not well, be. He was starting, starting before, lineup. right? Before he got injured, he yeah. was getting worked in. He, yeah, and yeah. The guys were getting injured. It wasn't ever a straight swap. Really. But yeah. yes, but and they they put them all across the front three. Yeah, exactly. Like he'd play a game for Mane, he'd play a game for Salah. He, yeah, like yeah. there should be no way that Firmino gets a whiff of yeah. the starting eleven. Yeah, Jota works. Jota back. He creates chances. He's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's been good. His uh, goal contributions for ninety minutes is through the roof. He's been superb when he's played, and they dropped off a cliff when he was out injured for like six weeks. So, yep. I think that's very clear and very obvious. It takes the pressure off of Mane and Salah to yes. to need them to score goals. He can take um, on that load. Having I think Mane has two goals in twenty three matches. Mane, so this know. is this is the worst season. I mean, obviously the worst season that Mane's had since he came to Liverpool. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. know. I don't know really what's driving it. Obviously, he's not on penalty duty like Salah is. He'd have a few more goals if he was. But um, Salah's gonna win the Golden Boot, James, off of PK. Off of okay. PKs, yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but yeah, Mane is just looks. I don't know. He's off. Shell of himself. It's weird. He's just like off. It's not like the confidence problem. It's like just not getting the bounces. Yeah. You know, it's like the things that went in before aren't. Um, but anyway, so Liverpool, um, their Twitter is alight right now with uh, the idea that <laughs> yeah. Kabak and, and Nat Phillips are this like ironclad defense all of a sudden. And all I have to say to that is if you are saying that, that those two guys are the answer, especially Nat Phillips, if you're saying that, then you should be destroying Jurgen Klopp for taking Fabinho and Henderson out of the center midfield where they were running the show yep. and putting them back on defense when you had uh, Nat Phillips ready to uh, jump in and yeah. be a Superman. It, well, you look, should be killing Klopp I don't know for that. How, I don't know how Van Dyke is going to get back into this lineup yes, I don't know. With, well, uh, and... with the two world star uh, <laughs> center backs. <laughs> and, I mean, it's the Premier League, it's week to week. So like, yeah. let's see what they say about those two next week. Well, yeah, no, exactly. Like, I'm just talking about Liverpool fans. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, but let's just say how what their tune has changed for next week. It won't change when next it doesn't week, go but... their way. I mean, uh, it, we'll see. I mean, as big as I think the the biggest thing for Liverpool and for Kabak and Phillips playing in the back is having Fabinho in front of them. Exactly. And exactly. So that is that is a huge, huge boon to Liverpool. As big as anything else the rest of the season. Having Fabinho back in the middle of the park for them makes takes a lot it takes a lot of pressure off of their center back pairing, whoever it happens to be. Okay, so that that's the biggest thing to me. Um yeah. agreed. Agreed. It just totally took too long to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. But uh have you guys ever heard Tiago uh hit a ball? Oh my god! It sounds so much different than anyone else. <laughs> it sounds different. Like you could turn your what you do is turn your volume all the way up mm-hmm. and try to isolate audio. It's not as good as Jordan Henderson when you isolate his audio. Just how much he talks. Well, but the passion. You, the passion. I yeah. mean, he just keeps everybody sharp. You yeah. know. Yeah. It's not as good as that. Uh, well, Nat Phillips winning headers very similar. Yeah. To uh, <laughs> Tiago's different Tiago. Uh, yeah, it's a different sound. Uh, he's a man mountain mm-hmm. and. Um, the only reason they didn't play him earlier in the season when they were floundering and uh, playing everybody and their mom at center back was because uh, they wanted to wait and kind of throw it on at the end. Mm-hmm. And they're actually going to probably finish in second. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah um, so. I'm not sure what Klopp was doing. Before we move off this topic, <laughs> can, can you answer for this Arsenal team and their dire performance in this game? That was a Um, I will say this is the the first time in a very long time that I watched an Arsenal side play and I give a lot of the the credit to this dismal display to to Arteta. Th- this was a strategy, uh an Ooh. incorrect strategy. It was put out. It wasn't the that they necessarily played terribly. They played the way in which the strategy told them to play. You have when I haven't can't remember the last time I saw Arsenal sit back and invite pressure. Yeah. The last couple of weeks they've been hitting teams yeah. fast and hard and going and doing it for the 90 minutes, getting the second ball. This time when they lost the ball, they were just as happy to have all four of the backs sit back and give them 10 yards to run from the final third to the box. You can't do that against the Liverpool. Even an out of form Liverpool still has Sané, 
or Sonny, Salah and Mane yeah. mm-hmm. on on the flanks coming in and they're going to score goals. Yeah. Outside of that, the one bad performance I will say, and it takes a little bit off of Arteta, but the whole of this performance does go to Arteta. I I, I strongly believe that. Um was the 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 completely bizarre mistakes from for Gabriel. Yeah. I mean, he, unbelievable. When he came mistakes. in, I mean, he looked so solid immediately when he came into the league. I thought he looked like a very good player and Sure, so, sure. And before you go too far, I, I don't want to hang him. No. For this. No, no. Because he's, this is his worst performance to date in an Arsenal jersey, but yeah. but I mean, albeit very unacceptable and he deliberately cost us two goals it, it seemed out of character is what I, where i was going with it like yeah. he, i did he didn't seem like he had those kinds of mistakes in his locker no uh, and i i wonder if tierney going off injured yeah that was big tierney is a big problem like and again they say he's gonna have another scan tomorrow uh today's monday so dude that's a couple days even after this they still don't fully know what or at least they're not letting you know they know what's wrong which right. kind of worries me yeah um, they very well may know what's wrong, and I, I just kind of attribute that to it's a long term thing if they're not telling you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's our best player for sure. Um, but Saka and Smith Rowe are out too, though. It's a bit. Yeah, I mean, we were missing a lot of players, but still, I mean, if you start the way that we started, and you if and you implement that strategy of sit back and invite pressure like we're yeah. going to all of a sudden now we're going to catch somebody on a counter when we haven't been able to pass the ball to a bombing or lacazette yeah or pepe for the entire season if that's not how we play like we play from the back and we 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 hit fast fast passes from the back like that, mm-hmm. that's not how it's been that's how it's been working and against liverpool it was a weird thing to watch yeah it was it was it was very bad, and I think that unfortunately that's going to be the kicker for possibly the kicker for Arteta at the end of the season, and maybe the 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 boom that Liverpool need to fight for fourth. Uh, yeah, I was I was hoping for a little bit more out of Arsenal in this one, and I also thought it was bizarre. You know, Liverpool aren't really a possession team, uh, yeah. but they dominated Arsenal yeah. in, in possession yeah. in this game. But they haven't done that in a long time. It was weird. It was weird. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know what, Ar- but I, like I said before, I, I, I blame Arteta for that. I don't really blame the players because I, I fully believe they were doing what they were told to do. Well, yeah, I totally agree. I think that it's on Arteta and I'm wondering if you guys whimper to the end here. Um, I, I don't know if he survives. And I think the reason that they are talking about him surviving is just for continuity's sake, you know, just, well, tired of turning guys over who's who's gonna fill in for him but if he what if he does well we haven't really had a a, a high turnover um i i don't think that it's out of question to get rid of him the 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 highest commodity in in managerial football is time not a lot of players not a lot of teams give the manager time yeah we've given arteta time he still says he needs a couple of windows but if a couple more windows and we're still (laughs) in 10th yeah you're in 10th like yeah the problem i think for arsenal i mean the problem for any manager that comes into Arsenal and Arteta's problem here is that Arsenal are not a big spending team. Right. You, that's where I was going. Yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He needs another window to, to do what? Like, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. You don't need, you shouldn't need two or three windows. An, another team fighting for the title would have done it in one. They would have made it work. And we, we, we completely like lampoon Liverpool for not spending in the windows. Tottenham likewise, you know, I mean, and, and this season, 
you know, Liverpool had been lucky with injuries, but this season the injuries in key positions really showed up their lack of transfer activity. Tottenham just can't get a defender to save their lives, and Arsenal are going to be in that same boat, I think, if they don't have a big window coming up. So you're going to be in a position where Arteta might finish in 10th place. I mean, you guys legit might finish in 10th place. I know you aim higher, but yeah, you finish I mean, in 10th place. Are you backing Arteta with a big war chest at that point? It's like you've gotten yourself in like a, a catch-22 situation. Exactly right. Exactly right. So a couple <laughs> weeks ago, I think what he's been like able to lay his hat on or hang his hat on rather is is his grand plan. And you can see it sneak in most times. But I, I do think that this Liverpool loss is going to be a black eye on the, the back half of this season. And it might be the thing that everyone remembers unless he can go basically the next seven wins or what is eight games left seven games left winning he's gonna have to win out (laughs) to reverse that and now we're gonna like not now but i think we absolutely need to win europa league if he plans on keeping that job yeah you're kind of reaching that point i i I just don't know i'm looking at the teams ahead of you i think you're pretty close you're on par with these teams uh although probably equal with villa and everton and the rest of them are Maybe better than but you. But Villa and Everton have game, still have a game in hand. They have a game in hand. It's a problem. We're going to finish in 10th. It's a problem. It's but, a problem. I mean, what are you going to do? It's a big problem. I do want to well, say I called Arsenal 10th place <laughs> months ago. I do want to say. <laughs> All right, good. I'm sure Ken really appreciates that. Uh, they don't really care what James says to yeah, anymore. It goes in and out. It goes in and out. Um, so, London teams dropping points. Tottenham to Newcastle to. And... Yeah. I know that Dr. Pete was irate. I know it. I know how this result feels. You just have to win this match. If you win this match, you are in fourth place. Even if it's just for a little while, you are in fourth place. And to lose this match after the Chelsea match, sorry, to draw this match, the way they did, like like you said, James, just crapping away a lead after coming back. You know, they let up a goal to, to Jolinton and then Harry <laughs> Kane. Mm-hmm. Harry Kane scores two goals. That's what he does in four minutes. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, Tottenham's going to win this match, you yeah. know? And then you let up a goal to Joe Willock. And it wasn't even the like Arsenal it was. Yeah, it's, not, goal. it's not even like though, guys, it's not even like it was an undeserved goal. Newcastle had 22 shots. Yeah. They probably haven't had that many shots all season. Yeah, that, yes, no, you're exactly right. I mean, for as ugly as the goal was, it was deserved on the balance of play. 100%, yeah, which is which is sad. I, I I feel bad for Pete, and I did as soon as Jose Mourinho signed for Tottenham. We've been over it a hundred times, but I just don't think his tactics work anymore because there are more goals scored. That's that's uh, to me. It's simple math. Back when he was doing that stuff, where he would, uh, yeah. you know, score one goal and then lock it up at, in the 60th minute, you could get away with all these fouls. Yep. You there was no VAR. Your guys weren't getting sent off for tactical fouls and things like that. It's a lot like now they yeah. it's free flowing and you can't do it. It's a lot like it's the same kind of thing. I mean, much different sport, obviously, but they do the same thing in the NFL. They make it a more baseball. Oh. <laughs> Oh my! The, the God. games are always trending to be more offensively oriented yeah, because that's exactly what's exciting right. for people to watch. Yeah, they change rules. The rules to watch. Yes, yeah. they change rules. You're talking about the NFL when they change the rule where uh, defensive holding was five yards instead of ten, where the, the cornerbacks 
had to let go of the wide receiver after five yards, that changed scoring. And they just continued to make rules like that. It's exactly what's happened with, with football, world football. VAR makes it so you can't touch people in the box. Back in the day, what Harry Kane did in the Manchester United game where he pushed Danny Welbeck over while like basically trying to body block him, that's not a penalty kick. It wasn't called a penalty kick in that game. It should have been a PK. But, yeah. but it should have been a PK, and it has been a PK all year. You know, like, the game has changed, and I think Jose Mourinho still either, – either he still wants to do that or, and or he wants to change, and he does not have the tactical nuance to required to make that change to be an offensive club. See, does I, that make sense? I don't think he's, he's saying the game has passed them. I, I don't think yes, it's a lack. Yes, absolutely. I don't think it's a lack of tactic, tactical – you know, know how I don't, I don't think that's his issue because he, by all reports, he's a student of the game and he learned under the best in the game as well. Like, I I don't think that's the issue. I think it's a philosophical stubbornness. It's he's going to do it his way. This is his way. This is how he does things. And you're not, he's not going to change. I mean, but to be fair, you know, Pep wouldn't do that either. And, Arteta is not going to do it either. And when you're on the wave and it's working, you're praised as having a strong philosophy that you always follow. When it doesn't, people want you fired. You know, I mean, exactly. that's just where it is. But but he did that for three years with United, and he finished in sixth place and second place, 20 points out of first, and then, like, got fired in what? Tenth place, eighth place. Well, look, I mean, it's not. I, I mean, I, it wasn't working. I don't. Yeah, I agree. I agree that it's not working. But I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he doesn't switch because he doesn't have the uh, tactical ability. He doesn't switch because to him that is like tantamount to death. He might as well retire if he's going to change his style. And also, maybe he feels like, maybe like to add on that. Yeah, it's not know how. I'm sure he he knows how to do it. And he could do it, but maybe he doesn't have the the players at this club. Well, these players are absolutely to be able letting to do him it. down. These players absolutely yeah. let him down. Okay? Yeah, the whole team played like. The, I mean, like except did. for Harry Kane. I mean, you feel bad. I mean, you feel bad for Harry Kane at this point that he's stuck almost at Tottenham. I would, I would accept. I don't know if Harry Kane knows what's going yeah, on around be. him. I don't know if he's intelligent <laughs> enough to. But the guy can score goals. I, 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 probably, I feel bad for him as a person. But like, you look at the. Like it's insane. This is a this is a marriage made in hell because Tottenham will not spend money on defenders and Mourinho needs defenders. You cannot play Davinson, Sanchez, and Serge Aurier at the same time and expect to come out of that game with less than two goals scored against you. Yeah. And that's the that sad reality. Have, have and then he has to play to see those yeah. two out there at the same time. Yeah. And then or he has to play the human foot. You know, somewhere in defense or midfield, Eric Dyer, I don't know what he does except take up a lot of space on the field. That, you know, he he's Mourinho's player selection right now is extremely limited. I would say there are teams, there are teams below Tottenham right now that have much better squads than what Tottenham have. So in that way, it's maybe a little bit of a success, even though. You can't really take it that way because Mo will make you hate every second of him. Yeah, he will. So, I mean, massive points dropped. It, it, I really do think this is a pivot point for Tottenham, and I think that they've gone in the wrong direction. Um, I, I don't. I I know Pete would like to keep his his hope up, but I, I feel like this is a massive pivot point, um, and they're in real danger now. In real danger. 
I think they'll finish in a Europa spot, but I think they've they put themselves behind the eight I, ball big time. Are you sure they're going to finish in the Europa spot? I mean, that's just. I said I think so. They're two points behind. You think so? You think they're going to beat out like Chelsea? No, Europe is uh, five, six, and seven. No, five. Just five. Why is it just five? It's It's just just five five now. Actually, they can get it if they make they win the Carabao Cup, right? No, FA Cup. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Wait, does FA Cup get them in Champions League? No. No, FA Cup doesn't get them in Champions League. No. No no League Cup gets them in too. Okay. All right. Well, that's really bad. Um, so, so you're going to change that? Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Just let it go. They can do uh, it, but they're going to need a lot from Harry Kane. Yeah. But that's the thing. He he's, scored two goals in four minutes. He's the player of the season. Your defense. He's got like yeah. 20 goals and 15 assists. Yeah. And you, and it's bad when I feel bad still for drunk. Harry Kane. <sighs> that, the very okay. Game. Let's that save that, guys. True. Put it, put it, put it. I want to get through the City and United games really quick. And then we talk about transfers okay. and Harry Kane will be in there. Uh, Man- Manchester City wins 2-0 over Leicester. Ho-hum game. Um, KDB comes out barking after the game about how Leicester <laughs> City did not try uh, to do anything except for defend, yeah. which was accurate. Yeah. Um, Mendy yeah. with a big goal. You know nice goal, got, by the way. It was a good goal. Uh, it, this game was, it was ho-hum. Not a lot to uh-huh. say about it. It was exercising some demons for us from the game earlier yeah. in the season when we didn't have any of our shit figured uh-huh. out. Um KDB, perp- he was so mad he turned purple. Yeah, he was purple. Yeah, he, he was. Punched in oh the back of the head. Oh, my gosh. Um, but, <laughs> but, yeah, but the, you know, the commentators uh, definitely – It's I always think it's funny when they praise a team that's in third place that could legitimately still be yeah. fighting for – now maybe still have to fight to, for their – They're sliding a little. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and they're praising them for playing with no forward endeavor and just sitting back and – and defending the entire yeah. time. I guess that that's what, you know, I don't know. I don't know why that's praiseworthy. But I don't think it's praiseworthy, worthy, but I do think Leicester is that type of team. They've been that team for five years now, and they do occasionally beat a team like City that way. It looked worse. They definitely beat City. Yeah, it right. looked worse in that match um, because City really just totally they? dominated. Um, but they didn't have their creative outlet either, though. Leicester. No, but he's been hurt a lot. Yeah, I think we're we're getting to that point, aren't we? Like we got a couple other guys in the league, Pulisic we were talking about earlier, who are getting to that point where it's like, hey, Madison's not playing in a huge match at the, towards the end of the season, like big surprise. Yeah, I mean, play. And he did come in, didn't he? he came on yeah. as a sub. Yeah, he, yeah, he was just coming back from injury. Yeah, uh, I think that he was maybe a sub last game. No, it probably yeah. wasn't. This was his first game yeah. back. So, uh, I mean, nothing else to say. Uh, big win for. City, I guess, uh, they're 14 points clear, I believe. Um, yep. They won the league, like, uh, two months One, ago. Um, yeah. So, According yeah, to well, everybody else, too. But Leicester, it is a big loss for them. Uh, they're in the scrum now. They are four points above West Ham still uh, for that fourth-place mm-hmm. spot. They're in third. But United, by winning 2-1 to one in a bit of a sloggy game against Brighton, um, United are four points clear now with a – Pretty clear goal differential, plus six on Leicester in second place. I, you know, I w- didn't want to text anything when I saw Brighton scored. I know, I knew you were sitting there, but you learned your lesson because Manchester United <laughs> has twenty-five points from losing positions this year, and the rest of the league has an average every of eight. single. 
And every single one of those points come directly after I said <laughs> Yes, they do. Every time you come in, you say, oh, dude, came we up there, dude, Every single time. Well, and this time it wasn't well, even him. It was just Danny Welbeck just doing Danny Welbeck exactly things. exactly how the text just, sounds when it comes through, too. It's just a, like Tom Just doing Danny Welbeck <laughs> Scoring one of his four league goals against United for the yeah, season. That, that Welbeck kid has a future. <laughs> We're going to talk about young kids of the future. We got Danny Welbeck and Jesse Lingard, baby. I heard somebody said it today in the uh, West Ham game after he tore up Wolves in the first 20 minutes with a goal and an assist. Uh, They said it. They didn't mean to, but they said it. The the commentator did. They were like, he's a young lad from from the Manchester system. They said it. (laughs) It's like... Like 29. <laughs> he's, 20, he's legitimately, he's, I think, 20, I think he's 28, 28 or 27. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he's not young. By the way, by the way, how many goals does he have? Uh, I don't know. Six. He has six since he went to West Ham. So I guess that's six for the season. If he gets to 10 goals, yeah. uh, I'm going to, I'm going to buy you that bag. The one with the, what is it? A, it's like a Jack the J- Jaguar. That's a Cheeto bad bet. bet. He's yeah. gonna get to ten on West Ham. That's gonna. I want. That's I want a, uh, Tom to be. That's real. four goals in what eight matches. That's a pretty. That's a pretty phenomenal return, even for a really hot like striker. That's that's a. Pretty, it's like we were talking about. He's not know, a striker. Attacking midfielder being over their XG. It's like Sun <laughs> now. He, Sun's regressing. Yeah, I I don't think he'll score four goals. I think it'll be like two. Hey, don't sell assists. yourself short, Thomas. You're, you got a back. That's the thing. So we can move to transfers <laughs> off of that. Uh, yeah. West Ham wins the very exciting Wolves game three to two. They go up three zip and then have to cling on for dear life as. Uh, oh my God, Wolves were shellac. But they were crapping all over the box. Big diarrhea slick yes. in the box. Just like there's yes. a couple shots. I think Neto had one where he like yeah. inched forward and tried to hit it with the outside of his left foot when his right foot could have done a tap in. It's something that I would have done like in high school. <laughs> yeah. It was awful. Yeah. Totally awful. A bunch of really bad misses there. So you have to say, I mean, Wolves are safe. So it's just a lost season for them. You know, it's whatever. Yeah. They overperformed a smidge last year, but they got enough talent, young talent to where they can be excited. Um, they don't really have anything else to prove for the rest of the season. They're, they're not going to do anything else. Yeah. But West Ham does, and they played well even without Declan Rice. And the big thing is, Jesse Lingard is playing like the – I mean, he's been the, <laughs> probably the best player in the league, uh, Harry Kane. But since he, got ho- since he got loaned, he has the most goal contributions in the league. Yeah. So He's playing yeah. for a contract, huh? He is He's sort of to get back into the England. Squad. He was back in the England squad and he played well yeah. there. Yeah. So here's yes. my question. We'll start the transfer stuff now. Um, we'll start with Jesse Lingard. He is at Manchester United. I believe they have an extension, uh, a club owned extension on his contract for at least one additional year. There's a rumor that there's a, a second one, but I th- they have him oh, at really? least through they- next year. Yeah, they executed that one. Yes. I think that's where we're at. He makes, I believe, 110,000 pounds a week. I think he got a monster contract uh, when he was playing really well. And then after he signed his contract, Mm -hmm. he decided not to score any more goals. So 110,000 to United is nothing. I think Phil Jones is on those wages. Um, For real. Phil Jones is a little bit more. (laughs) Maybe even a little (laughs) bit more than that. But to a team like West Ham, 
I believe those are steep wages. I think that would make him, if not the highest paid player on the team, pretty close. So I think he would. I think he would be the highest. I think he would too. I, mean, I don't know who else would be on. The and line. I believe that if Lingard, let's say he gets hurt tomorrow, he carried them. He has totally carried them for like the last two months. That mm-hmm. means that he probably. I mean, United's going to ask for a fee. They're going to ask for like what? twenty-five million. West Ham have to buy. Oh, hundred percent. If it's, I think it'll be about twenty, and I think West Ham will pay it. I think it could be more because I think West Ham has to buy Jesse Lingard. His yeah. wages are high. I mean, if it's more, if it's more, I agree with you, right? Like United could, United could try and push it and go to thirty. I think if they go that high, they don't really want to sell Lingard, and I think that they do. Yeah, they want do. To sell Lingard, right? I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna make it work. Also, I think they're gonna probably make it work uh, because it's Moyes. I don't know. I, feel, <laughs> I get the feeling like they they. I get the feeling like they still don't dislike him. At United. No comment. For years of service. And I mean before he joined United. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I mean, so then does that put him in the boat, though, Jesse Lingard? You have other teams that can afford him, like his wages. Those teams that are also competing for the top four, which would be Leicester. I think he would do all right on Leicester. I mean, the way he's playing anyway, as a counterattacking compliment. Uh, obviously, West Ham, Chelsea, no. Tottenham, I mean, <laughs> I mean, are we looking at that? that? Are we no, looking at that? No, I, I think he likes. I really playing don't think any West other. Ham. Yes, yes, exactly. He does. I agree with you 100, percent Ken. But yeah, can I they think, afford him? I think he. They will. They he, will think, afford. It's not a matter of can. They will. Yeah. Any Premier League club that's going to be in the Premier League next season can afford yes. him. Okay, they're get they're getting they're, they they've got a a recently like re up TV deal. They're all making more money. Okay, I think that the wages are 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 the big problem for West Ham, and I think at this point, Jesse Lingard takes a small haircut. Okay. to go. I to think West he Ham would too, and I think what United might see too is if they do try to jack that price up a little bit more, you'll see Jaylings on his way back to United and out for loan again. And then you get nothing. Yeah. I could see it. I could see it. Uh, I think you guys you kind of convinced me that West Ham has to buy him. Because, I mean, if you're West Ham, you're trying to repeat and you're trying to show the club, the players of the club who might want to leave, i.e. Declan Rice, even, even yeah. if he does go, that your best player in the second half of the season, there's eight games left, but he's been phenomenal. Lingard has. So I think yeah. you're right. I think they have to buy him. Um I think the only way they get Declan Rice to stay is if they get Champions League yeah. and they get and they sign they, some statement of intent. You know, they sign Lingard and you probably have to, if they're going to be more. in the Champions League, they got to sign yeah. more. Players. Oh yeah, yeah they got to yeah. sign more. Well, they'll, they'll be anticipating more money. So, but but you know, if they get in the Champions League, they've gotten there at Chelsea's expense. Why would Rice go to? Cha- I don't think Chelsea. Declan Rice is going to Chelsea. I think that uh, the Chelsea hierarchy, since we're moving on to the next transfer. The Chelsea hierarchy has made it clear they don't want to buy him back. I think that was a really big deal with Lampard. Uh, they don't want to buy players back that they like sold or got rid of. Um, it's, yeah. it's some kind of like uh, philosophical thing. I think it's idiotic. Well, no, wasn't there another player they were talking about bringing back? Who? Oh, I can't think of it now. I thought that there was there's now a new rumor that there's a there's a a former Chelsea player. Oh, Tim. To to, back to Chelsea. No, Tamori's on their team. Tamori's on. Tamori's on. But he's. But they have a buy. I think Milan has a buying clause of twenty five at the end of the season. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I can't think of it I offhand, but yeah, continue. No, no, I'm just going to say, uh, I, I had nothing else to say. I was just <laughs> piping to say that. That's fine. So, I mean, with Declan Rice, I think, you know, they're, they're, it's not like the old days where the big teams, United, etc., can do the Bayern Munich thing where they're just like, hey, uh, team below me, I want that guy. And um, if you don't let me have him for a slightly raised price, but not a crazy price, then I'm, he's going to throw a, a hissy fit and not play for you. Um, like Bayern Munich does. United did it several times with like Berbatov and players like that. Uh, but it doesn't happen anymore because they can pay wages. West Ham can pay the wages for Declan Rice to be at least comfortable. Granted, if he goes to a team like, um, you know, any other team, Chelsea, United, etc., they would double his wages. But it be the fact that they're up there and it gives West Ham a little bit of um, leverage, which the, the, the smaller teams didn't have before the last, like, 10 years or so. Um, so it would be interesting to me. Do you guys think that Declan Rice goes for sure? It sounds like James thinks he goes. No. Nah. For no, sure? I don't think he, not I, well, for sure. not for sure. If they don't make Champions League, I think he goes. Okay. Yeah. Well then, I mean, to me that in sounds cer- like in search sure. of Champions League. Uh, I think that West Ham will get pipped. No, I think they'll get pipped. I think West Ham are making the Champions. League. Okay, I like I like where your head's at. I like where your head's at. And I know who it is now. Lukaku is on Chelsea's radar. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yep. Lukaku is on a lot and of radars. People forget that he is, and people forget he's Chelsea. Yeah product Lukaku is on the city radar I'm seeing a lot of that um I think he's a terrible fit for the system uh do not want cannot to. I think I he's a good think striker he's a good fit for I think, yeah, I think Lukaku is a monster yeah I think Lukaku is a monster and he is he's doing a great having a great season enter a uh-huh. I agree 100% with you he is not the kind of player that we want playing striker for us he we can't be doing with that touch. no you, you okay. guys play better with a false nine an attacking midfielder playing false nine than you would with a with a uh, target man striker it doesn't make any sense that's why people that's why people are saying if we get you know agent fee priced out of the holland yeah. move we're going for harry kane i think harry kane would be a great fit for your system but i don't think you guys would pay for him dude he I signed th- like a basically a lifetime yeah deal. I, I think tottenham, tottenham is sitting there yeah. they're like you are our whole team and Levy's like, I'm afraid that if you go, then we go from fighting for third and fourth to eighth. Um, well, that's where they would be. Just take those goals oh, out of the team. Who else eight. is scoring them? Yeah. And I don't think, well, I do not think season, that Kerry Kane goes anywhere. Who's creating them? That's a big problem. Right. Yeah, he's doing both. So we can move seamlessly into the Harry Kane discussion. Um, I think the price tag on Harry Kane. God, we're good at this seamless. Did yeah. I say seamless too many times? No, I'm saying we're getting good at oh, it. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we? Until we did this. And we yes. Just take the credit, Thomas, and move Big on. time. Okay. I'm just, now I'm all fuzzied. <sighs> Harry Kane, his price tag right now has got to be like $150 million. At least. Seriously. Right about there. Yeah. Because of what he's worth to the team. Um, and and I think that. Left. 120. 120. I think 120 <laughs> comes in, Daniel Levy takes nope. it. Nope. I don't no think way. so. I think it's higher than that because he means so much long-term money. He means like players leaving. He means everything to them. Um, and I, I don't think you know. I don't think one it takes one hundred and twenty. I think that sooner or later, even Harry Kane will realize that he has power in this relationship. Dude, he signed a six-year deal. He could just not really want to play, like. <laughs> 
I'm not saying that he's the kind of person that would do that or whatever, but it's like if he sits down and has a real think about his career and if he ever wants to win a single trophy, he is going to leave Tottenham. He will force his way out of Tottenham. I he will think have it to takes if, a he lot ha- more. if he wants to win anything. I think it will take, even in this case, more than him saying, I want to go. Yeah, that's what I think, too. I think and you highly underestimate a Daniel mm-hmm. Levy in the transfer I, market. I, I, I'm not. I'm not underestimating him at all. But players have – star players have this power here because that asset that you're paying that the top of your wage bill and that is a it's, – it's a asset. It's a depreciating asset for you, okay, honestly, because the closer they get to the end of the contract, the less they're worth. You cannot have – a situation dude where a he's got six years left on this deal i think five he's to me uh, that's to me that kind of deal for a player his age was he he's like 28 now mm-hmm. it puts him into the twilight of his career yeah. no yes sign that deal so that you can sell him within the next one two three years and still make it now for 120 on it now for 120 i don't, I don't know i think it could be 120 weren't you that what we were talking saying, about when he was going to real madrid you they're have like, they're people not gonna, they're talking pay like saka is worth 100 million i mean it depends because well, barcelona paid like 120 for dembele and and coutinho and yeah. like it's i don't know i i think that's why i think that harry kane is worth more than that all those other guys are like unproven commodities this, this but 150 you know, is this the season? Yeah, that's what I think. Is this the season where that is possible? Be coming out of COVID and everyone's losing money, because that's one thing Daniel Levy doesn't want to do. Yeah, but they they're maintaining. They're maintaining. They they already have Harry Kane built into that. Yeah, you're going to get fans back this year exactly. or next year, and then and you're going to get money back. More into they okay, to... let's sell Harry Kane for 150. Now what do we do? We got 150 million pounds to do what with? We already they did have, that with Bale, if you remember. Dude, they've done that before. They and have it, it built in to not make Europe at all. I don't think so. No, I don't think they do. I don't think they uh, do. And I said this a while ago. Tottenham's going to find themselves in a big problem if things don't stay exactly the way they are. And now they're not. Once they start losing this revenue stream, that stadium, they'll they'll be a team with with a fantastic stadium. And they might be a team with a fantastic stadium and no Harry Kane. Right. That's what I'm saying. If they're gonna have, if they don't hit Europe, they might have to do. They'll something have to drastic. sell for sure, but I don't see it being Harry Kane. I don't think they sell Harry Kane. I think that's, that's unless a massive deal comes, a, a massive yeah. offer comes. And out. I think that you're gonna hear a lot of the Harry Kane's thinking about leaving stuff, and he might even come out and say it. You know, I I, I want to try. You know, if City or United start putting some real pressure on them, I just don't think Levy will give in. I think that Harry Kane is a huge part of their brand. They they well, cannot afford for him to leave. If he's not thinking about leaving, he's not a winner. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I agree with that. Okay, so we'll talk more. I mean, the season as the season goes on and we figure out who's going to f- land where in terms of Champions League spots, it'll become more clear with It'll Harry make an Kane. interesting summer, that's for sure, if they don't finish in fourth. It will. I think Jose Mourinho will melt down because they will not have any transfer funds. That's what I think. None. Um, but, okay, let's move transfer funds. Let's move to Erling Holland. Um, his agent, Mino Rayola, <laughs> and his dad. What's his dad's name, James? Alf, Alf Inga Holland. Al, Alf Inga Holland. Uh, formerly, formerly uh, the man to get his 
What, entire knee crushed by Roy Keane? I was going to say former Man City captain, but I guess you uh, are also technically correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after taking out Roy Keane in a game and putting him no. on the sideline. Roy Keane pulled his, pulled his hammy, and, Alf, and Alfie talked, talked trash to him when he was on the ground. Injured. And then Roy Keane came back, and you can Google it if you want to. It's gross. It's a very bad tackle. He took it. If you can call it that. Yeah, it's not really a tackle. <laughs> anyway, so the two of them are on a private jet hopping around and uh, being seen very obviously at Barcelona, Real Madrid. They make the man. They make Manchester or London uh, on Friday. I can't remember. Um, but I think they, they just went into London, but everyone went down there to meet them. Okay, because I know that City City were the one of the only clubs to come out talking about it. Um, basically, the gist is that this is just rumor, but the gist is that they're asking for 600k a week for Holland, which no yeah. Prem club has ever paid anyone. The highest any players ever made in the Prem, I believe, is Alexis Sanchez at 400 mm-hmm. a week, uh, and that was coming off a of free without any five, transfer. 500 a week. <laughs> shut up. Uh, and then there were several players in the shut up. Uh, there were a couple players in in the 350, 375 range. Uh, De Gea, uh, I think KDB's new deal is supposed to be up around there. Um, and I believe Wayne was up there. Uh, I don't think so because that was a while ago. I think he was at 300, which was really high then. Anyway, no one in the prem is playing paying anywhere near that. I think Havertz might be there too, which is really funny. Yeah. Um, but you know, Barcelona in the past, this has killed them, sunk them into the ground. They're <laughs> hundreds yeah. of millions of pounds in debt. I, I do believe they'll get out of it because their brand's so strong. I think Pete said that they'll they'll get some loans and things like that. Like, why would a bank not back, back them? You know, they'll they'll get out of it. But there's a difference between getting out of it. And being able to pay the uh, what's the fee rumored at James one fifty one fifty while you're yeah. still in it, yes, <laughs> with six and pay and pay a guy six hundred k a week, which is the reason that you are in huge debt. It was paying Coutinho's fee and wages, mm-hmm. uh, Griezmann's fee and wages. Griezmann, I believe, makes around six hundred, which is ridiculous. What Terrible. Do you think Holland does the first time he gets his Barcelona paycheck where it's basically the dumb and dumber uh, these are IOUs these are IOUs yeah. <laughs> they're as good as money yeah yeah well actually honestly I don't me- I don't even think did, it's serious I don't did, did you men- did you mention the did you mention the 20 million to Rayola and the 20 million to his I dad? did not is it yeah. is it 20 and 20 or yeah. is it 20 That's split 20 so and 20 plus 20 plus 20 so Rayola said the, the on Twitter immediately time. when that went viral, he said right away, he said, um, lies. It's all lies. Uh, they're trying to, this is from the big clubs yep. trying to get me to lower my fees and stuff, but there's no way we would ever ask for that. I'm looking at Neymar's deal from what, I don't know, it was like 2013 or something. Neymar's deal was kind of like that. And Neymar was the yep. hottest young thing, uh, in soccer. And Real Madrid and Barcelona were playing tug of war over him. They had this totally convoluted deal that had all this stuff back written into it. And they each each one of them, Real Madrid and Barcelona, kept like going under the other one, just getting lower and lower into their own like like negotiating tactics in terms yeah. of okay, we'll add a twenty million for your dad and then twenty million <laughs> for your sister. I'm not kidding. Like that's yeah. what happened. If you guys remember, they were put on trial for it. Yep. Yeah. 100%. They they ended up being uh they ended up going to court and losing uh like ethics 
for their an, an ethical trial. So I think that between those two clubs, Real Madrid and Barcelona, you could have something like that in the past. But Barcelona is bankrupt. And I want to say this for all the fans of Barcelona because I, I've been like reading some of the big Twitter names, uh, Barcelona, the big news guys, and they are reporting with the utmost reliability that Barcelona is in on Holland. Uh, the new president, who's the new president? Laporte? Laporte. Laporte, yeah. He said he's going into detail about what they're going to try to do to get Erlen Holland. Like he's the top priority. I think that's all noise. Uh, but the Twitter fans and the regular fans, they don't know that. And what you're really hearing in the back end, like is covered up is, is Memphis to pie for like 7 million pounds and um, getting uh Wijnaldum on a free. Those are the, the, the transfers that are going to happen. Memphis to pie and Wijnaldum. When your club has to, on multiple occasions, bring all the players in and try to negotiate their salaries down, you can't buy new players at 600K. You're also trying to re-sign one of the best players in the history of the game who doesn't want to leave your club per se, but wants to leave the wreckage that your administration has left. You want to sign him too. There is no way in hell they sign Messi and Holland. If I'm them, I'm just talking about Messi nonstop. Wait, Why even bring up Holland? And they're talking about re-signing Neymar. Yeah, they want Neymar. Oh, I saw that today too. Yes, I, saw I did though, see that, that today. Thing, so uh, that Barcelona came out and said, "Neymar, we, we'll welcome you back in 2022 when you can come when for you're... free." Exactly. And they won't but, then but, either. But I mean, well, they might. They might. But what are the wages are gonna it's still gonna be what seven fifty, seven fifty a week. So, uh, talking to, I actually argued back and forth with a, a seemingly like slightly rational Barcelona fan in that he didn't just say we're just going to buy him. He was like, "Oh no, we're we're going to sell players, and we're taking a big bank loan, and we're going to allow uh, sponsorship of our stadium, which is going to give us seven hundred million. I was like, "That's not happening. What kind of deal is that? Like Camp New? You think Nike's going to pay a hundred million a year to put a, a swoosh sign on yeah, your stadium? It's worth like ten million. Thirty Camp years. Nike. And, and you're still six hundred million in the hole. Yeah. So it's like it's insane. I, I just like I keep hearing it, and I wanted to point it out because we may not have many Barcelona listeners, but it's not happening. You're getting Memphis to pie on a free or 6 million or whatever. And you're getting Wijnaldum. Like Holland signs a deal in principle tomorrow morning with Barcelona. <laughs> that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. They don't have any money, but, but Real Madrid, Real Madrid, we don't know what their financial situation is. They are doing strange things like re-signing 34 and 33 year old center midfielders where in the past at this point they would, long be gone as soon as they took one step backwards those guys would have been yeah. uh sold and the next brazilian superstar would have been brought in whoever the world best midfielder is they would have gone after but real madrid is kind of going low-key which leads me to believe that they are in the same or similar financial situation as barcelona and that to me with holland puts him in the realm of psg because they can do any fees and any wages, they don't care, as they show by. And they're going to go crazy because they might not even win their league this season. Yeah, their yes. farmers league. Yes, they want to do that. They also want to send a message to Mbappe, who they're trying to resign. If if they can sign Holland, or maybe I think Mo Salah is a good chance to go there too, uh, or one or the other. 
Um, if they can sign one of those players, then you can throw it. I mean, they, they're going to throw max wages at Mbappe. I think that, that they'll have the best offer for wages for Mbappe. I think he's going to be pushing a million, possibly a million pounds a week um, where Ronaldo and <laughs> Messi have sat. I really do think that because his marketability and the other clubs, City, United, uh, Liverpool, I guess, they, I have to mention them. They are going to offer their best wages for, for a player like that. It would be like 400 or 450. I, I don't think that they'll be able to do it. I think PSG can do it. Real Madrid might be back by then. They'll offer those kind of wages. Um, you know, but I think that with Holland, it's not going to be Barcelona. It's not going to be Real Madrid. I think you're stuck with PSG, Manchester City, Chelsea. I think Chelsea will sign a player like that in a second, and they don't care that they, they sign well, players. And they before. have Werner as a make weight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I can't yeah. wait for the swap deals. The They're going to come. <laughs> swap deals. Who would take Werner at this point? Who would take Werner? Nobody. Burner? Nobody would. I Absolutely could, uh, no one. No, no, Dortmund? No, no, no. 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 You wouldn't. Dortmund what? after they lose Sanchez. You well, what? Like this? Got the same problem. The wages he's on right now. <laughs> you wouldn't. Uh, you think his are his wages ridiculous? Oh my god, yeah. Burner's I thought wages? it was Havertz that had the ridiculous wages, but I'm sure Burner's they're two. Right there too. On huge wages. Yeah. Oh, and well, I, <laughs> I haven't on, looked I, it up. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's atrocious. So all right, so guys, Holland, PSG, City. I think I think City and United. I've said this before. They have wage structures, and I think that this would break it in terms of uh, fees they will pay. I think City's taken a hard line on that in the past. Um, United has had their pants pulled down a couple times with uh, fees. <laughs> They're trying to pull it back now, but I, I don't think they, you can ever really go back once you make a huge mistake like that. It's really hard to do. Yeah. Uh, but I do think both of them have wage structures in one way or another. Yeah, yeah. And Burner's on 170. Yeah, I didn't it's think he was crazy. Than, it's still it's it's, it's the second highest paid player. Bundesliga. He's got it's, five goals. Ben still Chilwell than, gets paid more still, than him. It's still higher than any Bundesliga team, but except for Bayern, even Bayern would would pay Werner. Yeah, no one else is paying that. By yeah. far, not there after you go. this display. No there way. you go. That that's a good way to put it. But yeah, so I mean, I, you have such a small pool. I I really don't think Liverpool is anywhere close to Holland, by the way, or Mbappe. There's some crazy rumors flying around. Liverpool fans really think that they have a chance at Mbappe. I don't think you do. Your your club has been very open about how they manage hey, finances. That was before LeBron James money came in. Mm. <laughs> oh, God, I didn't before, think about that. And before they <laughs> found their two world-class center backs sitting on a bench for 75 Yeah, for free, dude. We don't even need to buy defenders anymore. But we'll get Mbappe and Holland. That's what Liverpool's thinking. Uh, well, they're going to have some money coming in. I really think Salah leaves. Um, I think he's gone. I think he goes uh, – I, I would have thought Barcelona would be a no-doubter. I thought he'd be a perfect – it would be a perfect fit for him. Um, but now I think it has to be PSG or maybe Real Madrid. PSG makes the most sense. Um, they That would take them out of the Holland stuff. But I, I think that for them, they could probably get Mo Salah for like, you know, 100. And – less wages, less fees, all that other stuff. So I, I don't know. I think that overall Holland's pool is very shallow and the fees and stuff being talked about are excluding teams that he would fit best at like uh, Manchester city, Manchester United. I think you'd fit fine at Chelsea, honestly. And I think Chelsea would make that, that move 
Um, but I just, you know, I think it's, it's all been so absurd that the idea that some of these other clubs that have no money at all are being rumored in. And I think it's going to only get more absurd, guys. I think you well, agree I've, with that. I've also heard another theory, too, that has to do with, the you know, so Dortmund came out and they said, yeah, look, we're not selling them this season. Or whatever. We're not selling this offseason. Doesn't matter if it's 150 or what. You can buy him for his release clause next season at whatever. And mm-hmm. and Ri- Riola and, and Holland's team are doing these rounds so that when that does happen next season, they've already set the high watermark for what they expect in terms of wages and fees and bonuses and whatever that stuff is. So they'll get talked down, but the high watermark that they've set means that they'll end up as high as they could get. Yes. I mean, that's, I think that's standard negotiating, right? You start super high and then when they come in even 20% less, you're still through the moon. You're on the moon, you know? Uh, But I don't know if that's a good move for Dortmund because his release clause in 2022 is 75 million uh, pounds, euros, actually euros. Um, So I think if I'm them, they can, they produce forwards all the time. They find ways to score goals. They're not doing well in the league. You know, they had COVID. Just like everybody else, they took a hit in all those areas. They might I, not I think, make Champions League. Yeah, there's a good, there's a pretty strong chance they don't. Um, I think Sancho goes, and I think he goes for like 55, you know, because it's, it's a whole, he's got one year left. And they're a selling club. Don't, don't let anything else fool you. Dortmund is a selling club. That's why young players go there to play, because they're, they're guaranteed to be sold. So, It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I think that Holland will go this summer. I just, I'm really interested to see where he goes. It could be a number of places, and I think it'd be hilarious if Barcelona goes and like fixes all their financial problems by taking out loans and whatnot, and then goes and buys another guy <laughs> for 150 million on 600k a week. Yeah, yeah it would be funny. Yeah. Anyway, be Barcelona. Yeah, we would laugh. We would laugh. You couldn't expect any less. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Let, let Messi go. You know, no, that would be go. scary. They let Messi go, and then City just sneaks in underneath. I'm like, hey, Messi, come here. Here, buddy. We are, uh, yeah. I mean, Aguero is coming off our wage bill, so we got a little bit more room. Yeah, RIP. Yeah. RIP <laughs> Aguero. Sad dude. All right, guys, we went a little long, so uh, let's let's end it here with our transfer talk. I think we will do it. During the Euros, we'll do uh, Euro review, and then we'll do um, transfer talk. I love how ridiculous transfers are. You guys yeah. know I like a good swap deal. Tommy swap. Love Tommy swap. swap. The one per year, and you guys just keep feeding them to me. That's a well, triple swap the other day. I hate you guys. I mean, you still reject their existence <laughs> yeah yeah so. you, you i do calmly say one a year but you one very year. publicly say it never happens they it don't never exist, guys. it never they happens it, it's like it's like a, a hit percentage of like 0.001 compared to rumors well when you so. see Werner transfer <laughs> for <laughs> holland that there will be no need that's, to talk about it anymore <laughs> that's not crazy guys that's no, not crazy. No, that's crazy that is crazy that, that's ridiculous all right for james lewis and ken lee an absent and broken-hearted dr pete i am tom miller saying i hope everybody has an awesome week and by the way we're still waiting for lacazette to be transferred to real madrid right yeah jesus he can still go there he can still go there yeah according he's to like you. my least favorite player of the season i, mean, I me too and he he's wears my such jersey a <laughs> <laughs> such a